Friends, I'm so glad that you're here joining me this morning as we gather together in worship. You know, if you're watching this via Facebook, or even if you're watching it via YouTube, make a note, make a comment to say, hey, I'm here worshiping with you. That way we all know uh, who is worshiping with us together this morning on Sunday. Today we will continue our series on the Holy Spirit. We called it Within and Upon because throughout Scripture, we see the Spirit working in those ways. The Spirit falls upon uh, the judges as well as falling upon prophets uh, for various works. And we see the Spirit, too, being promised to be dwelling within people. And we see that in the New Testament. So as we continue this series within and upon, we're going to take a closer look at the work of the Spirit upon as we look at Samson in the book of Judges in the Old Testament. We will look at a pattern of how the Spirit normally operates. Now, the purpose of seeing this pattern is not to manipulate and say, if we do this one thing, uh, then the Spirit will respond in this way or anything like that. Instead, it's to understand how the Spirit of the Lord is working in the Old Testament upon people. And I hope you join me today as we look at that a little bit later. If you don't have your Bible with you, go grab it and come back as we continue to worship. Well, I invite you to grab your Bible right now and uh, open it up to the book of Judges. But as we begin our time in God's Word, why don't we take a moment uh, to pray and set this time specifically aside as the Lord speaks to us. Father, we thank you for how you continue to speak through your servants. Lord, I pray that you would use this moment and use me as well as many other pastors who preached this morning. I pray that you would open our hearts to be able to uh, receive your word to ourselves, open others' hearts, the hearers' hearts, that they would receive your word as well, open their ears that they hear it, and I pray that you would open our hands and our minds uh, to respond to your word. It's in Jesus' name we pray, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, when we look at the work of the Spirit within the Old Testament, we're going to focus on God's work among his covenant people of Israel. And when we do so, we're going to begin to see a pattern that develops regarding the work of the Spirit upon people. And Brad Long writes it and puts it this way. He writes, The Spirit comes upon men and women, giving power and authority to perform great deeds necessary to sustain and protect the covenant community. As the Spirit falls and rests upon people in the Old Testament, most often the result is some type of dynamic action. And for us to be able to see how the Spirit comes upon and then does dynamic action, works dynamic action, we're going to look at the book of Judges. So grab that Bible, open it to the book of Judges, and we're going to go there. For those not familiar with the book of Judges, when you think of the word judge, likely you think of the modern context of a judge who sits behind a bench and has a gavel and uh, discerns uh, a legal proceeding. 
right, uh, deliberates perhaps or like uh, judges and oversees that. Well, that's not quite exactly what's happening in the book of Judges. These are individuals who are leaders among the tribes of Israel before they establish monarchy. Christopher Wright says this about the judges and the work of the Spirit. One thing that is said quite often about these judges is that the Spirit of the Lord, Yahweh, would come upon them. When this happened, it was a signal for action. Empowered by the Spirit of the Lord, they could exercise charismatic leadership and do valiant exploits that were recited around the campfires of Israel for generations to come. What we're going to do now is to take a look at a few of those um, mighty exploits or those ways that there were uh, leadership, charismatic leadership exercised. The first place where we see the Spirit of the Lord come upon one of the judges is in chapter 3, verse 10, where the Spirit of the Lord comes upon Othniel, and that he was able to become Israel's judge, that the Lord raised him up for that, as well as he went to war and he was successful. The second place that we see the Spirit of the Lord come upon one of the judges is Gideon, and that's in in chapter 6, verse 34, it literally says that Gideon was clothed by the Holy Spirit. God's Spirit was like a coat that was put around Gideon. And then Gideon was able to blow this trumpet, and it was able to summarize, summon the Abizarites to follow him. And then he, too, went on to be successful at liberating the people of Israel. The next spot would be Judges 11, verse 29. The Spirit of the Lord uh, comes upon Jephthah. And what we see that happen then is that uh, Jephthah is advancing against the Ammonites. And, and he too is successful in that work. And then we come to uh, Samson, the person who we'll spend a little bit more time with today as we look at his life. But as he is born we see that the Spirit of the Lord begins to stir among him or stir upon him. You know, and we end up seeing, as we read through his life in Judges, that the Spirit does not just come upon him one time, like it does with many of the other judges in uh, this book, but it comes upon him multiple times. You know, I wonder what type of person you have in your mind when you think of Samson. What type of body build do you think he had? Do you think of a, a muscular body builder, buff guy? Uh, you know, we don't know because Scripture, actually, the only thing that it says about his physical appearance was the fact that he had long hair. You know, what we do know about Samson is that the Spirit of the Lord would come upon him in powerful, powerful ways. Uh, the Spirit of the Lord would rush upon him and he would, would follow that up by doing some sort of dynamic action. You know, we also know that from birth, Samson was set apart as a Nazarite. Nazarites were people who were considered holy men of God, and oftentimes the Spirit of the Lord would rest upon the Nazarites. 
they would set themselves apart by doing a variety of things. One thing which was already mentioned is that they would not cut their hair. Their, their hair would be devoted to the Lord. It would be something that would grow. It would be something that would be long. You know, Samson, if he was in quarantine with us right now, he would not be worried about his hairdresser, his barber not being open, and he surely wouldn't be looking and searching the internet to try to find out how to cut his own hair because that was something that he was not supposed to do. A couple other things that they would do to set themselves apart would be to not touch dead things and, and not to drink wine or alcohol. And it's evident in Samson's life that the Spirit of the Lord did come on him as a Nazarite because we see him acting in powerful ways. We see him in Judges chapter 14 where he tears apart a lion with his bare hands. And we see later on in that chapter, the Lord rushes upon him, comes upon him, and he kills 30 people. So let's take a moment and read a little bit more of how the Spirit came upon Samson. And the men of Judah said, Why have you come up against us? They said, We have come up to bind Samson, to do to him as he did to us. Then 3,000 men of Judah went down to the cleft of the rock of Edom and said to Samson, Do you not know that the Philistines are rulers over us? What then is it that you have done to us? And he said to them, As they did to me, so I have done to them. And they said to him, We have come down to bind you, that we may give you into the hands of the Philistines. And Samson said to them, Swear to me that you will not attack me yourselves. They said to him, No, we will only bind you and give you into their hands. We will surely not kill you. So they bound him with two new ropes and brought him up from the rock. When he came to Lehi, the Philistines came shouting to meet him. The Spirit of the Lord rushed upon him, and the ropes that were on his arms became as flax that has caught fire, and his bonds melted off his hands. And he found a fresh jawbone of a donkey, and he put out his hand and took it, and with it he struck down one thousand Throughout Samson's life, the Spirit of the Lord would rest powerfully on him, and we can see that in this passage, how the Spirit of the Lord rushed on him, and he was able to complete an action, a dynamic action, that he probably would not have been able to do under his own strength or his own power. You know, at this time, the Spirit of the Lord is, is shown primarily by that powerful action we don't necessarily see in the life of Samson some character formation happening. We see the power of the Spirit of the Lord, as we mentioned, as he, as he tore apart a lion. We see the, the power as he strikes down 30 men, and now we see the power as he uses a jawbone of a donkey to try to kill or to kill a thousand men. I think we can see clearly that the Spirit of God is synonymous with power. Throughout the book of Judges, in this case and the others, the Spirit of the Lord de descends upon someone and they're able to do great things. But I think it becomes more difficult when we think about the work that Samson does and who Samson is. As I mentioned, there's not a lot of character formation. And what's really disturbing in this is that Samson, even though the, the Spirit of the Lord comes upon him, he is not being formed in character. He is a, a Nazarite who is 
not supposed to be touching dead things. And yet, after he tore apart the lion, he went back and he ate honey out of the lion carcass. And here in this passage too, after, after Samson had already touched something dead, yet the Spirit of the Lord goes on him again, and then he touches again a jawbone of a donkey, something again that is dead, something that he is not supposed to be doing. Samson gains this enormous amount of strength, but yet still has these perhaps moral or ethical failings in his life. We don't see the Spirit working in reforming his character. You know, he is continually, now this is twice, that he, he sets aside his vow as a Nazarite to do something else, which is to, to, to kill people. And even though the troubling thing is that there is not character formation, I think there's a sense of, of beauty in that. We can see in multiple occasions how the Spirit of the Lord comes upon people. And to a point, it doesn't matter their initial character. It doesn't matter that they will go and they'll touch something dead in this case with Samson, the Spirit of the Lord continues to go upon them. When we think about ourselves, I wonder what the picture of that would be like. As we were reading in Romans this last week, if you're not joining us at 8 o'clock in the morning, I invite you to do so. One of the passages we came across was, was this, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we are, are still going our own direction, doing what we want, perhaps you could say we are touching the dead things in the world, the things that are not bringing life to us, God continues his work in us. We'll read about the Spirit of the Lord later on, how the Spirit of the Lord comes on us with power and oftentimes we talk about and focus on the power that the Spirit has to sanctify us, to make us one with God. And I think that is a beautiful thing. We see the power that the Spirit has here in Samson and we'll experience that power in our own lives internally as well. We experience it when, when the Lord begins to reform our own ways. He begins to take what we know and what we try to do and to reform them to his will. I wonder, it's not written in scripture, but I wonder what would have happened for Samson if Samson's ways would have been reformed. He knew the power of God. He experienced the power of God and he and. And he was a vessel of the power of God when the Spirit of the Lord came on him. But it wasn't the Spirit of the Lord who would, would form his character. He was still continuing to do what he wanted to do. As the story of Samson proceeds, it seems that that strength that he has, that's provided by 
the Spirit of the Lord becomes more and more out of control and his own human weakness is all too visible underneath that superhuman strength. In our own lives, where is our weakness? Where are those places in our life where we need to invite the Spirit to come into and by faith know that He has come into your life to affect in those areas? Where are those areas where, where your character struggles, where you seem to be more and more out of control? How is it that you could give yourself up, give those areas up, experience the power of the Spirit to come upon you, to come within you, that you may turn away and live as a holy person, fully devoted to the Lord in all your ways. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the opportunity that we have to get in your word, to read your word, to recognize the power that is there, the power of the Spirit who comes upon the judges. And, and we could go in Scripture and other places too and, and find that we invite that power into our life. The power that you have promised the power that Jesus told would be a part of our life. We invite it into our life to help transform us, to work within us in new ways. We pray that your power would be evident in our life by the way that you work in our character and by the works of our hand as well. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, I invite you to come back next week as we look further at the Spirit of the Lord upon people. We're going to look at the Spirit of the Lord upon prophets as they prophesy, as they bring about God's Word to His people. Well, thank you for joining us today, joining me and all those who are watching along with you as we worship together. If you haven't done so already, take a moment and hit that red subscribe button on the YouTube page. Or if you're on Facebook, click that like button. Take a moment to share this video with, with your friends, your loved ones, those you, you care about. Uh, we pray that this would be an opportunity for you to get to know God better uh, and for God to be a part of your weekly life. If Princeton CRC is a ministry you regularly support, please continue to do so through one of two methods. Go online to princetoncrc.org and click the donate button at the top right of the screen or send a check to 5330 Kalamazoo Avenue, Kentwood, Michigan. Know this, as we continue to worship in our separate homes, in our separate places, and perhaps are going our separate ways, we are never alone. For the Spirit of the Lord is with us. The Spirit of the Lord is uniting you and me and all of us together. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you his peace. Go in that peace to love and serve the Lord.